0: trusted by the top names in the real estate industry like Kyle Whistle, Andrew Franklin, John Kitchens, and many more. Get ready to up your success and we'll help you achieve your business goals. Book your free consultation at spearrocketva.com and find out how we can make your life easier.
1: What's up? Welcome back to another episode of the Icon Podcast. I'm your host Gianna and today we are welcoming Nick to the show. Nick, thanks for being here.
2: Thanks for having me. Super excited to uh, super excited to be on.
1: Yeah, of course. And so, I guess the best way to get to know you is to take it back to the beginning. So, who are you, Nick? Where are you from? How did you find yourself a real estate agent?
2: Oof, that's a loaded question. No. Good <laughs> very- time. Um, so, <clears throat> taking it back, um, I come from an athletic standpoint. So, I was a. Uh, um, I was a college athlete. Played uh, football at the University of South Florida. Then played at UAB in Birmingham, Alabama. And then, about three or four years post football, I was uh, just out in the world. Didn't really have much of uh, much of a, you know, post losing football to concussions. I really didn't have a, you know, a path. I would right. say. And um, honestly, I was at a Christmas party. In 2019, in Huntsville, where I live here in Huntsville, Alabama. Yeah. And um, there's there's this this old guy who I'll remain unnamed. Who was like, dude, you notice how you're just walking around talking to people right here? And I was
3: like, Mm
2: -hmm. yeah, I totally, yeah, I see what you're saying. He's like, you need to go get your real estate license. So literally, like the next day, I went and signed up. Um,
3: Awesome. um, Yeah,
2: backstory. I signed up probably the next day in 2019 and then um, eventually passed my real estate test in uh, March of 2020, which was literally when COVID started. So uh, that was kind of my entrance. Right. And, uh, but it was, you know, I think for me it was, um, I saw it as an opportunity, right. Um, Coming from that athletic background, I was like, all right, well, this is reality. And a lot of people I think are going to sort of pull back right now with what's going on in the world. And so why not try to jump in there and do something different? Right. So it was like zoom appointments, of course, like every new agent, I'm all over YouTube looking up how to meet with people and make them feel comfortable over a computer. And, um, yes, did that and got started in 2020.
3: That's how it it went.
1: Awesome. So was your first, um, you know, Broker GXP or did you start off somewhere else? How did you wind up with XP? How were you introduced?
2: It was not yeah. So I started, <clears throat> I personally started at um, Exit Realty um, here locally. I think, you know, being a new agent, um, I just went and like the first, basically I went and interviewed with them and it was like, Hey, you can be a realtor here. And I was new and had no idea. different. Like, yeah. Okay, sweet. So, you know, um, which I think is <clears throat> one of my, personality traits just kind of as soon as I'm like, if it clicks, I'm, I'm off, you know?
3: Mm-hmm. And,
2: um, so started at exit that year. And then uh, my journey to eXp was pretty quick thereafter. let well, would say pretty quick, probably about eight or nine months later, uh-huh. um, I was introduced to, uh, through a mutual friend, um, my business partner, Gusty, who was uh-huh. at the Birmingham market. And uh, we, we were in a number of similar circles and I just met with him. Um, <clears throat> you know, it was kind of right after a, a company conference at my previous company, just kind of felt like there was some more that I was, you know, looking for and similar to the first time, literally within like 10 minutes of being on a zoom, I was like, all right, I'm in, tell me where to sign or whatever I got to do.
1: Heck yeah. You saw that model and you were like, okay, makes sense to me.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Literally. So um, i Pretty much within that 30-minute Zoom, um, Uh you know, was really attracted to the business model, was attracted to the, you know, the idea of having um, partners with like-minded goals and just went with it.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, that's incredible, Nick. And, you know, um, now that you're over at eXp and you've gotten to, you know, use the tools and get affiliated and everything else, what has been something that you love about eXp that maybe you didn't expect at first or didn't know about?
2: Yeah. Um, you know, I think, uh, I think looking into our business model, I think a lot of people are attracted to the, the tangible aspects of eXp Realty's model. Okay. Like, you know, obviously the commission split's great. The revenue share is attractive for a lot of people who want to, you know, scale themselves, Right. Mm-hmm. Um, their business you know the equity piece is important um like people i'm like you know is the equity going to change your life probably not right. but is it better than is it better than a starbucks gift card and a trophy uh yeah so there you go um that's how i attract on that one <laughs> but uh, you know all that stuff is good and i remember learning about it and saying oh that sounds really good and just being honest, I mean, I was attracted to the EXP because of the revenue share model. Mm-hmm. I was like, to me, you know, I'm 26, so I'm like, to me, I don't think there's really a better vehicle to be in to go where I'm looking to go in the real estate business um, for the future, you know, and being part of something that I think was, uh, was uh, you know, seeing down the road a little bit. But, I'll say, but to answer your question, I'll say... Um, I had heard and knew that, like, so I was like one of those agents. I'm like, EXP people, they're just like, they'll always say collaborative. They'll Mm -hmm. say they care. And I'm like, but in my head, I'm like, of course they're going to say that. Right? Because, like, why wouldn't you say that if you're, you know, in the business of, you know, being in business with, with other people? And so I think for me, what's been the most um the most surprisingly pleasant part of eXp is the collaborative nature, Um, not just the people that are, you know, in your own, you know, uh, organization and that whole thing, but just, just in general, the openness that our agents have, um, whether it's team leaders, um, you know, uh, people that, have done really well as a single agent or new agents or anything in between. You know, I think um, the collaborative piece has definitely been the uh, the surprisingly, honestly good part that I didn't think. I mean, I heard it, but I didn't think it was actually going to be that. So, right.
1: I'm good. absolutely. No, a lot of people mentioned that they love the collaborative part or the stock options, and both are very um, sensible parts to love about EXP. Yeah. And, Nick, you know, As far as Mm -hmm. iconing goes, that's a lot of production. You got to stay busy. So how do you take care of yourself? You know, how do you take a step back, set some boundaries and chase at least a little bit of a work life balance to recharge?
2: You know, I could sit here and tell you that I have a lot of tips and tricks on that. But honestly, just being super honest, I I think I probably don't have much of a balance. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, it's something that obviously you always want to try to try to implement. Um, I can say this. Uh, you know, I go to a the, the strength coach that I've trained with when I was an athlete uh, playing football. Um, still here locally. <clears throat> His name's Andy McCloy here in Huntsville, Alabama. Um, I still go to that gym uh, just this week. <clears throat> earlier this week, had a consultation with him and I was like, look, man, I'm going hard. Like real estate, I'm going hard. <clears throat> All this other stuff, I'm going hard, but I really want to, you know, key the fitness side of this in because you know it's in our business it's super easy to get busy and it's super easy to say well i can't make the gym today because oh because you know i got three or four listing appointments and two agents to talk to and all this other stuff and yeah. transaction coordinators blow me up about 10 deals i forgot to do something on you know that kind of thing. but of um right and but you know i just kind of got to a point probably the last couple weeks where you know what's it all worth if you're not um If you're not taking care of your health, you know, so in terms of balance, uh, I can say you, I can say that I'm probably pretty unbalanced, probably more so than than a lot of people, but um, you know, so not necessarily balance, I would say, but just like taking control of my health is something that's definitely on the top, uh, top of the top of the mark. Like for instance, this week, I go to a little cookout grilling party. I'm like, you know, I've been working all day. I went to the gym today. I almost died doing two miles on the bike for time for a workout. I'm like, there's a big old cooler of beer sitting right over there. Mm-hmm. And my head being the kind of person that I am, I struggle with moderation, right? Now that's a good thing when you're following up leads or work in or whatever, but that's not a great thing when there's a cooler of beer sitting right over there. Right?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I don't even want one is if I get one, I'm going to want 10, you know, <laughs> So I'm like, I just, I'm good.
1: I relate heavily because my CrossFit gym is right next door to a bar and it's where our running path is right past them. And you're like, and it's a brewery too. So it's like, you can smell it all. You're like, do I No, Keep going. Yeah. Well, you know, and that temptation is real.
2: It it is. And it can be hard. And so I guess, I guess to circle back and, and answer your question, you know, I think, I think I struggle with the idea of like a, of, you know, to be highly effective, like a true, you know, work-life balance, quote-unquote. But I think that if you set your business up correctly, you can, you know, you have to set it up right first to have that kind of balance. I think that's where a lot of people miss the mark is they're looking for balance at the expense of their, you know, business. But if they would do a little more upfront on setting things up to where they can, I think that's where uh, you know. I think that's where it's worth
1: absolutely right. You know, just um, pouring into yourself and that that machine that is a body for you know who you, who you are and you know being able to be recharged and your best facing self to your clients. It's important.
3: Yeah, no, it is. It definitely is.
1: absolutely. Well, Nick, you know, don't feel bad that you don't have it nailed down. You know, you're trying, but everybody seems to laugh at that question <laughs> on this show, and it's hard. Yeah. It's a hard so,
2: icon, So it's like, you know, balance. No, I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> yeah, so, no, I totally get it. And um, Nick, with that being said, you know, we could talk a little more about production when it comes to ICON. That's why you're on this uh, podcast. It's the ICON podcast. So let's let's get a little bit into that award. So in your area, you're from Alabama, right?
3: Yep. Okay. Alabama. And
1: so In that area, about how many houses do you have to sell to cap? Because you've got a cap and then you've got 20 transactions afterwards. So what's like the market price down there? Or I guess what market do you work
3: in?
2: Yeah, so I I work primarily in um, Madison, Alabama and Huntsville, Alabama. And so our
3: average,
2: if if you're adding Madison into the mix, Madison City is one of the highest educated cities in the state of Alabama. Uh, really great schools. You know, it's kind of one of those cities where schools are important. People make their home decision based on the school sometimes. Um, And so, you know, our average price point is a little higher than the the MLS system as a whole. So probably around 400,000, 390 to 400 last time I checked.
3: Um,
2: So to keep it rough estimate, um, because we, I also do a number of higher, you know, double our average price point transactions. So, um, I would say probably between 8, I'll say between 7 and 12 deals, give or take, depending on your price point in our market is what it's going to take.
3: Okay. Um, yeah.
1: Awesome. Well, and then beyond production, Nick, too, there's that cultural commitment, right? So whether you're vetting other icons or, you know, teaching an EXP world, mentoring, what avenue do you take?
2: So I, I do the mentoring. Um, just because, you know, I think one of the I and, and this is one of the, what our organization runs on a lot is what we call belief statements, you know. And mm-hmm. one, one of the things that I really do believe is that agents are super, super under, I don't want to say under trained because that sounds cliche, but like underserved. So right. they don't get like you can be trained but not know what you're doing. There's like the there's the X's and the O's, and this is maybe all different. There's the X's and the O's, and then there's the real-world application, right? So I opted into the mentor program just so that I could, you know, so that I could, the people that I do mentor um, that are new, I could really try to give them a little bit better of an experience, I think. Absolutely. Not, not other EXP agents could give, but just better in general than what I think most brokerages are going to provide.
3: Absolutely
2: control over that.
1: Right, yeah. And we'll talk a little bit um, more in depth about, we'll put you in a little bit of a mentoring scenario. Um, but my last question as far as the Icon Award goes is, you know, what's your favorite part? There's that big shiny glass trophy they send in the mail, you know, the opportunity to go to EXP Con, shareholders, and there's also, you know, cat back in stock. Hello.
2: Um, you know, I think, just being honest, probably my favorite part is the, because I'm the kind, like, I would go, even if I wasn't an icon agent, I would go to all the events. That's not really a... I mean, it's cool to be, you know, go to the icon breakfast and that kind of stuff, but um, yeah. I would go to the events. Um, I would be collaborative in, the, in everything, even if I wasn't an icon agent myself. In my personality. So probably the, in my opinion, probably the business model aspect of getting, you know, your 16K back. Um, to me, that's... That was... Uh, I mean, I know what happened for me, I was, it was pretty rewarding. I'm like, "Oh, dang. That's cool." You know. Um, so probably that part for me.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Um, so as far as the mentoring goes, let's yeah. put you in a scenario.
3: Okay.
1: So, I'm fresh out of real estate school. I haven't even written an offer letter yet, but I'm licensed i with the XP whatever and you're my mentor, right? And we're having our first initial talk and I'm like, "Nick, you know, I know I don't know much, but I do know that the icon award has a lot of benefits, and I think I want an icon this year. Yep. How do we work this problem backwards? How do we set that goal? Is it even possible?
2: Well, the first thing I, I try to do is I try to be, um, what's the word? Coming from sports and like a coach yep. background, I try to be. I don't want to say like the devil's advocate, but I'm like, you gotta, you gotta know. Like a lot of people in the real estate space, I think are very optimistic, which is good. I'm like, you got to, you really got to work hard to hit 30 homes or however many it's going to be, you know? And so I really like, I'll do the math, right? I'll pull up and I'll say, okay, you know, for your first three, you're going to be on this split or the remainder until you cap, you're going to be here. Then once you cap, you got to do 20 more, that kind of thing. Um, So the first thing I'll do is do the math backwards and just say, is this possible for you in a year? first year Mm -hmm. and so but once we do that you know I try to I try to help people understand that they're not a person selling homes they're in the real estate business Mm -hmm. because I think that's where a lot of people miss the mark they're like oh how do you explain what you do to people Mm -hmm. that's the first thing we I start with of, yeah. What's your
1: why? A little
3: bit.
2: Yeah. A why? Yeah. And then, so the, the detail that what I do, one on one is help them come up with some sort of mission statement. They can do that on their own. They don't need me to like say, this is what you do. To be. Sure. Yeah. If you don't really know what you're going for, then you're not, you're not going to hit it.
1: Mm-hmm. No, you're right.
2: Um, so coming up with a mission statement and then um, we do a few values and princi- value slash principles. You call them that. Um, transaction goal, and income goal. Now, if they tell me, if I sit down with a new agent, they're like, I'm going to sell 300 homes this year. Like, That's a lot. Now, you have, we'll do the math. I'll be like, can you do this? Can you spend 40 grand a month? No, I'm just
1: kidding. <laughs> yeah, Really?
2: <clears throat> Whatever it is. But um, once I know kind of a rough framework of where they want to go, then I will um, switch into... Sort of, and I know the mentor program is really based on like learning the basics, but I, we have, we have a couple, uh, what I think is good, uh, like technology systems to help learn the basics. And then I try to be more of like a business consultant because that's where, you know, <clears throat> that's where I kind of had to learn. I don't want to say on my own, but, you know, it was just sort of like, oh, at one point there was a click. I was like, wait a second. I'm not a person who sells homes. I'm in the real estate business. Right. And then my business, you know, started to start to grow. So, um, I really try to help them understand that they're in the business. So, like, you need to know your expenses. You need to know your income goal. If you need, if you have this income goal, you better be selling this many homes, which means you better be selling. You better be generating this many leads. You better be converting this percent of them. Um, all that stuff. Because a lot of like, go ask go ask five hundred new agents what their uh, what their conversion ratio is. It's like. I mean, you know, it's it's very unlikely that right. they've even been taught that. So I really try to
3: try to do that
1: to work it backwards. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Um, and you know, with a goal that big, you got to make sure you're consistent and leaning into your mentors. You know, yeah. everything that these people are laying out for you is a is a ground ground. What is it? Groundwork, ground
3: yeah.
1: whatever. Yeah. Um, but it's a blueprint for how to execute this goal because it's a really big goal, especially for a rookie. So, um, take advantage of these outlines set up for you, the people around you, because that's the only way you're going to succeed and stick with it.
2: Yeah. And I, I'm also, so once I, it's kind of like a, you know, objection overcoming, right? Once I, isolate the objection, which is really not, I probably wouldn't get an objection from a new agent, but like, this is sort of on the side. If I can isolate this thing, if I can, you know, map it out for you, then I'll challenge them. Yeah. You know. I'd like, Dude, look i hit icon in my first year my first full, full year of real estate i hit icon yeah i'm like so if i do it i can do it you can do it you just gotta work i was like you're not even challenging say like, but you won't work as hard as i will so maybe you won't right now they're like
1: they're like oh gosh now, go, now it's going down and yeah. that's that's also one of the fun collaborative parts about exp right because yeah. you guys aren't worried about you know stealing each other's leads and you know taking each other's lunch it's not how it is here it's uh like bring it on because at Exp, uh, rising rising tide raises all ships.
2: Yeah, yeah, and that's that's where um, you know to tie it back into that again. I think uh, I think being an athlete get, uh, from from the past gives me a unique um, value proposition because it's a little like you know I can, which this is you know funny in my opinion, but I'm like I wouldn't say half the stuff to my coaches back in the day. To said to us to get us to go, you yeah. know what I do know is that you can, you can push someone without being, you know, derogatory or any of that kind of stuff. But so I like to, I mean, I stay in touch. People that are in our mentor program, people that are in my um, EXP organization, like we stay in touch. And I'm like, look, you said you wanted to do this. Okay. So this is, if you want to do that, you're going to need to, you know, put that first. Okay? Yeah.
1: Absolutely. And um, Nick, you know, for my last question, it would be for somebody watching right now, and maybe they're a little skeptical of EXP right. and they see the greener grass, they see everybody killing it over here, stock options, collaboration, all the fun stuff, but they're scared to make that leap. Maybe they've got a sense of loyalty to their broker, or they're in a partnership, blah, blah, blah. They also hear you know, just the bad things. So what would you have to say to somebody watching right now that's looking at making that jump, but they're a little nervous?
2: Well, first of all, it's totally understandable, right? Because change, change is not, it also depends on if they are a new agent or, you know, an established agent or where are they in their career? Right. Cause it one thing we've, we've kind of pinned down lately is, it's a totally different conversation if you're talking with someone who sold three homes, or if you're talking mm-hmm. with someone who has a team of twenty agents.
3: Right? They have
2: different. They have different pain points. Right. What What is the pain point for an agent who sold three hundred homes? Well, they're burnt. Probably they're tired.
3: Mm-hmm. They
2: things going on. You look at their phone. Their text messages is like seventy messages in ten minutes. Right. So they have, for instance, they have some different problems that you can kind of talk through with them and work through, as opposed to you know, the new agent just wants to learn the basics, right? right. So what I would say is really just coming up with, um, coming up with something that's unique to them, that may be the, the reason why they would want to make a move. Like I don't, and I, this is, this is just me personally. When I'm in a conversation with someone who's looking to, to join EXP, um, I don't spend a lot of time going over our business model and all that stuff. I mean, like, I'll send them some resources. We have a, you know, an email and some tech stuff that we'll send out, but it's kind of like I'm not going to spend 45 minutes talking about the ways you get stock or whatever. Like I'm gonna, you check that out. Let me know what you think. I'll have a time where we can go over your questions, right? right? But when I'm meeting with you, my goal is to find out what is important to you. Right? Which I think, you know, is going to be more for two reasons. You're going to it's literally going to be all about you, not us. I mean, I'm not going to be like, Oh, well I did this and that. Right. Cause yeah. it's about how, who, who can, because I realized who can we connect you with that may be me or maybe someone else that can solve your problem. Yeah. Right. So, um, a big one that we've, we've seen lately is, uh, there's a lot of people who are in our, our business realtors, um, that have been working extremely hard for the past year, two years, with the market being as crazy as it's been. And, but they, we've coined a new phrase. I'm sure it's not new, but like, your business resets at midnight, Mm -hmm. every day. Your business resets at midnight.
1: Why is that? Go into a little bit of detail.
2: So, yeah, so, because you're building, unless you have a huge team, People who have a new team, different home. But if you're, a, if you're a sales agent and you're selling 15 to 20 homes a year, something like that, right? You're selling homes and getting a commission on that, right? But when we say it resets at midnight, unless you're a broker owner or a team leader... It's leveraged, you know, their brand into an asset, right?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: A lot of agents are stuck in in the, you know, oh well, I'll do, I'll make this much this month, and then bang, mm-hmm. done. or this much yeah. lower, or hundred grand this month,
3: woohoo!
2: I'm on the, you know, here, <laughs> uh, yeah,
3: yeah, okay.
1: yeah, right.
2: And so, and so one of our uh, one of our big conversations with people is like, man, you know, for instance, if you're an agent and you're selling a lot of, a lot of homes at a, at a brokerage, um, but you're not the broker owner, you're not a team leader, there are people, you know, at your brokerage who maybe ask you questions or they lean on you because you're, you're a productive agent
3: and you know what you're doing.
2: And so these new agents are going to come and they're going to reach out to you. They're going to want your time. It's valuable. What's your time worth? Right. And, and, but it's kind of like you're, you're giving them the information just out of the kindness of your heart, which is nice. And there are a lot of really nice people in the real estate space. I will say that. But, you know, our thing is why not build something that doesn't reset at midnight? Why not build something to where your minutes are valued, where your time and collaboration and training is something that you can monetize Mm -hmm. throughout. And it doesn't have to be, I think a lot of people mistake, like when we talk about revenue share and these things about our business model, I think too many people think that, oh, well, you got to have this many hundreds or thousands of whatever of agents, some big old, like, you know, I mean, five agents partner with you, each five of those people partnering with a couple other people that you can really have a personal impact on could generate, you know, enough income to cover your living expenses. Yeah. Depending on where you live. Now, some people are like, nah, man, I ain't covering my bill. (laughs) So it depends, you know, it also depends on your living expenses, but, um, you know, like we do what's called a freedom Friday training organization. It's like, Hey, raise your hand. If it'd be cool, if, you're, uh, if revenue share income greater than living expense.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: right? Yeah. And, and I think the, the big uh, misconception is you have to have, the big misconception is you have to have these hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and thousands of people to make that a reality. Yeah. As we try to make it, um, which obviously it's a numbers game. You want to have, you know, people that you can impact, right? The more people you're, the more people you're in front of, the more people you can impact. Bigger rooms, bigger things, right? Proximity is power. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, I think for the everyday agent who, who may not be in that space yet, um, just simplifying it and, and having that conversation of, hey, you know, what if we could build you something in six months, build out a plan that, you know, your business doesn't reset at midnight.
1: Right. That would be awesome. No, I love that. The business does reset at midnight and there's no, you know, retirement, no 401k here. So, uh, what can you get going for multiple streams of income? I really like that. That's yeah. side, Nick. Yep.
3: Yeah.
1: Well, awesome. Well we are coming up on 30 minutes here. It's been an incredible episode. Um, are you going to shareholders?
3: I am. Yes. Okay. I be cool. there.
1: I'll be there too. So you'll have to make sure to come, uh, stop by our table. We'll have some really cool gifts and, uh, stuff going on for the icon agents. And other than that, is there anything that you wanna leave the listeners with today as we wrap it up?
2: Um, you know, I think I think that with one of the things that I'm, I'm being really intentional about right now is, um, and I, I, I'm not taking credit for this idea. I kind of stole it from uh, one of my, uh, actually another EXP agent who's in our, our organization. I think for the last couple of years, um, you know, myself included, and a lot of people that may be newer or just ha- haven't been in the business for too long. Um, I think that the market has fed us. A lot, right? mm-hmm. We've been in, you know, there's agents who, I mean, in any market, there's agents who sell 10, 15, 20, 30 homes a year, and it's like, what are they, you know, they're prospecting, they're just getting referrals, you just know people, like, what, right? And so, I think not being doom and gloom, but I do think that with some of the changes that we may see in the market at some point, I think right now is a perfect time if you have been looking into the EXP model or if you're not and you're just on a you know, different brokerage or whatever, if you're already an EXP agent, I think right now is a great time to be really intentional about um, what it is you wanna do and really finding pathways to go out there and, and get it, as opposed to letting things come to you Right. Which everyone loves. Like, I look, I love when I get the message. It's like,
3: Hey Nick, I've just been
2: watching your Facebook for years. And Oh, I want to sell my home in Madison. It's blah, 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 blah. Can you meet me tomorrow? Right. Everyone loves that. But you know, I think, I think right now is a really great time to go out and, uh, we, we, we coined it hunting versus gathering. Right. Um, I think right now is a great time to go out on the hunt. Right. Because I operate my business on, um, Times where other people pull back, and this could be total, I could get burned so hard on this at some point. <laughs> it could be bad. But um, I think when people start to pull back is when I push the gas.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And I've used that, for instance, at the beginning when I was new, in COVID, I'm like, okay, everyone's pulling back, push. Right yeah. Right now, interest rates are up. Buyers are like texting their agent like, hey, can I afford this house right now? Push, yeah. Right. How can we be kind of the steady hand in the market when things are shaken? Right. You no. Know? And so I think that what I would leave, which I assume most people who'd be watching this would be agents, right? Uh, what I would leave you with is right now is a great, uh, great time to be the steady hand.
1: Hello, so. Nick. Be a steady hand and, uh, you know, make, make a business that doesn't restart at midnight. And it's just, it's been awesome to... Um, here are all your words, wisdom, and I look forward to connecting with you as shareholders, uh, in real life. That'll be a lot of fun. And, um, yeah, we'll be talking to you soon. Thank you so, so much for your time today. Awesome episode.
2: Yeah. Appreciate you. Absolutely. We'll be there. Let me know where y'all are going to be. We'll be, uh, we'll be having some fun.
1: Yeah, for sure. We'll be in touch before, uh, next week. And, um, thanks for your time. We'll see you soon, Nick. Cool. Thank you. Bye.